0: Welcome back uh, to Capes and Japes. We're happy to have you here. Um, I still have a fancy new microphone, but I don't really have any sort of recording setup, so it's currently on top of a picture frame on my lap. I mean whatever works. It listen, you it's 2018. No, it's 2019. Fuck! That's like <laughs> shoot. If it makes you feel better, I
1: also don't have much of a recording setup, and I've had this microphone for mm, a year. (laughs) It just sits on the table
0: in front of me. It just... Listen, that's fine. That's perfectly acceptable. Um, anyways, uh, coming back at you again, 2019, with our, our fancy podcast microphones, um and I'm excited today, uh, because we are talking about a character who's very near and dear to my heart, um, and that is, uh, Kara Zor-El, the original Supergirl. There she Um, is. There she is. I have, um, a lot, a lot of fondness for Kara. She's very special to me. Um, and also, we're gonna, uh, Introduce the concepts in this episode, and continue to expand upon it in the next couple weeks. Uh, most of the, the, the non-Superman Kryptonians are, uh, stuff gets pretty wacky (laughs) with them. Uh, not that stuff doesn't get wacky with Clark, um, but Clark's, like, genuinely, like, consistently, you know, like, the same guy, throughout comic book history um but uh other kryptonians we get into some very very weird like alternate reality kind of multiverse stuff uh at minimum uh, sometimes it's weirder than that
1: um sometimes but one th- of them punches reality
0: listen Sometimes one of them gets real, real mad and just punches reality. Um, so, uh, Kara, I mean, and, like, we talked about Donna Troy. So, like, Kara doesn't have, like, a Donna Troy-level complicated history. Um, but still, uh, some stuff gets a little bit, uh, a little bit wobbly in there. Um, but, uh, so, Kara Zor-El, uh, is introduced in uh 1959 uh in the silver age it's a very silver age thing um in action comics number 252 um by uh Otto Binder um and drawn by Al Plastino um and she is superman's cousin from krypton um and initially this isn't like really explained at all um and then in some later issues uh what they come up with is like oh yeah so uh she lived uh on this city in krypton um and her father zorl is brothers with uh clark's father jorl I still don't really understand how Kryptonian naming conventions work. Me neither. Because, like, (laughs) Kara... Kara has a last name, but it's just her father's name, but it doesn't seem like anybody else has a last name. And also, all of the, like, there's a bunch of dudes who have, like, alien names, but also all of the women are, like, Kara, or Lara, or... Allura. A lot of Ras. A lot of Ras. A lot of Ras, a lot of L's.
1: Well, is um, it isn't it that like the family name?
0: It it is, but then why is, is why is she Kara Zor L and not Kara L? I feel like her
1: dad might be a narcissist.
0: I mean, yeah, that's fair. We're changing um, the
1: naming conventions so that everybody knows that this is my daughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Don't get it twisted. Um so anyway, she uh she and her family uh lived on in the original backstory. She and her family lived on this one uh city on Krypton uh called Argo that uh survived the explosion of Krypton and just kind of went uh drifting through space. Um, just as, like, a a standalone, like, colony. Um, except, uh, the soil of the city gradually turned into kryptonite. And everybody died anyways.
1: Um. I don't- it's very-
0: it's very upsetting that in order to, like, come up with, like, this rationale for, like, how Superman would have a cousin- um, they're like, oh, yeah, well, a bunch of people survived Krypton, but then they all died for unrelated reasons. I
1: mean, it's probably not necessarily unrelated, but also, why would all of the soil just start turning into Kryptonite? Were they just, like, have? did they have, like, bad planting methods? Did Is Kryptonite, like some sort of waste product of one of their systems? Like, what? <laughs> it's like, oh no, all of our soil turned into just bi- biological hazard waste. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Maybe we shouldn't oh. have been dump- d- dumping all these
0: biological hazard wastes in the water. <laughs> oh, we did a bad job! Um, But, uh, so, uh, Kara, uh, manages to survive, uh, her her parents also, uh, send her away (laughs) into space, um, and she, she ends up on Earth, um, where she finds her cousin, Clark, um, and he's like, well, I can't, I can't believe it, you're, you're Kryptonian, and you're my cousin, that's, What are the chances of that? It's amazing. Another Kryptonian. And she's like, yeah, I'm so excited to meet you. Can I come live with you? And in an extremely busted move, Clark goes, well, the thing is, I have this secret identity. So having you around might cause people to ask some questions. But don't worry, I have a great alternate plan. And then takes her to an orphanage? like i don't
1: that's not a great alternate plan clark just take her to your parents
0: just take her to your parents or like if you don't want her to be connected to your parents just like i'm you have super hearing just like find another couple that's looking to adopt a child and like take her to batman
1: he's all for adopting orphans
0: (laughs) And that's the other thing, it's like, oh, I don't know, like, it might cause people to question my secret identity. Bruce adopts a child, like, once a year, and then magically a new Robin shows up with Batman, and that's never caused anybody to question anything for a second. Like, it'll be fine, Clark. Um, but no. No, they, they- they- they cannot do that. Uh... So, uh, she, uh, goes to an orphanage, uh, she takes on the alias of Linda Lee, um, which is another LL name, uh, and Superman actually comments on this when she, she's like, she tells Clark, like, I think I'm gonna, my, my secret identity is gonna be Linda Lee, and Clark's like, that's an interesting choice, as he's just flashing back through, like, Lois Lane, and Lana Lang, and Lori Lamaris. And Lex Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> um uh but so she uh she offers her services uh as Superman's like secret weapon. So nobody will know she exists, nobody will know she's supergirl. Uh but she'll if like if Clark needs help, she can just show up and like bip bap bap really fast and help him out. Um and then zip away again. And no one will ever know. Don't um, worry, guys.
1: I have a secret re- weapon. Really? What is it? My cousin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My rad cousin.
1: What? Um, yeah, she's like 15. She's great. Dropped her off at an orphanage a year ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> secret weapon. <laughs> Top secret. Um. So... She does that for a bit. She does, like, some, you know, some sneaky, like, good deeds on, like, a a less, you know, large-scale saving-the-planet basis, um, and then eventually Clark, uh, decides for, I don't know what initiates this, uh, but Clark decides that it is officially time to introduce Kara to the world as Supergirl and his cousin. And his cousin, maybe. I don't know if that's part of it. Um so uh Wait, does he like not introduce
1: her to like people in the Clark Kent persona? Is it just like and this is Supergirl. She exists and then it's like nobody can know. I don't <laughs> Don't worry, Kara. It's a pure professional
0: relationship. <laughs> It, I, I don't think he does, um, because she does, like, well, she does in her, uh, her, like, her civilian persona, she does befriend Lena Luthor, um, so she has, uh, she definitely has a life in her secret identity, she has, like, a, a significant life, actually, because she- goes on to, she has, like, a bunch of, uh, romances, uh, she, like, she's, like, a, she's a college student, she studies psychology, and then she studies acting, uh, and then she goes on to be on a soap opera, and also she's a television reporter. That's a Um, lot, she's been busy. Yeah, she's very busy, she's, she's got a whole, a whole range of talents. Um and you know, uh, Kara looks a lot like Supergirl.
1: You no, know, Kara's way too busy to be Supergirl.
0: <laughs> Look at everything she's got going on. It's ridiculous. Um she also uh this this varies depending on the version. Um, but there's uh a lot of the times uh she falls into that thing where uh when you introduce like a, a, like, a sidekick or, like, a younger, you know, counterpart to a super-powered character, like, normally the thing is that, uh, their powers are potentially, like, way more powerful, um, but also, like, harder to control, um, which is definitely true in, like, post-crisis versions of, of Kara. And, Uh, maybe true in pre-crisis versions, because this is- (laughs) This is informing me. Uh, Kara's pre-crisis incarnation had all of the abilities of her post-crisis version, but to an unlimited degree. She also could create entire new powers on a whim and could sneeze entire solar systems away. What? No. There's no source on that, so it could be somebody's just messing with me, Olivia, personally but also what i
1: there's no way there's no, no way well no comics no there's you can't sneeze a whole solar system away well but no when you really
0: think about it comics comics that's way too dangerous a lot of things are dangerous in comics Yes, but also, no. <laughs> I hate that. Okay. Well, the verdict is we hate that, so we're How not. How do
1: you create new powers on a whim? That's not in any. You just want them
0: real bad, and then you got them. No. No. All right. Verdict. Verdict is no. Everyone. It's a no. Um. So, uh, so she has five hundred jobs in her, uh, secret identity. Um, and she also has a lot going on as Supergirl. Uh, she's pretty well known, uh, in, uh, maybe the, like, the 60s for, uh, being kind of the, (laughs) the caretaker of most of the The super-related, uh, pets, like, uh, Comet the Super Horse and Streaky the Super Cat, um, those are- those are real.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) Um, I know I don't need to tell you. There might be some people listening. Um. I mean, unfortunately, yes, they are real. Unfortunately, yes. Um, Streaky is a cat who got, uh, Superman powers from exposure to kryptonite, um, but, like, one of, one of the, one of the alternate forms of kryptonite that gives cat superpowers, apparently, um. Who can
1: keep track of all those
0: forms of kryptonite, can- though, really? Really, um, uh, <laughs> um, Comet, uh, is, uh, uh, a, a horse who was a centaur in ancient Greece, who can turn into a person, and also at one point when he's a person, Supergirl falls in love with him, um, which is, like, there's just a lot going so on he's, there. So he's just
1: a horse. He's a horse. Who but... used to be a centaur. How does that work, comics? How do you go from being a centaur to a werehorse? Like, mm, you're half man, half horse. Uh, But now you're gonna be either all man or all horse.
0: Well, he wanted to turn into... He was in ancient Greece and he wanted to turn into a full person. And Circe gave Uh, him a potion... To turn him into a human. But it accidentally turned him into a horse. And then a magic spell. You say accidentally. It... I think it was on purpose. Probably on purpose. Um, and then a magic spell. Made it so he could turn into a human. But only when a specific comet. Was passing by. So just normal. Just normal. Normal stuff. He's Anyways. just a warehorse, but for this one specific comet. <laughs> yeah. Um but so uh Supergirl hang has a lot of adventures with these uh zany super animals, um which is where I think a lot of the modern reputation comes from of it being like her being sort of a frivolous character. Um but like a lot of stuff was like that in the sixties. I mean, yeah, it was the 60s. (laughs) It was the 60s, man. It'd just be like that. Um, She also, uh, she's part of the uh, Superman Family series, um, which has stories about her and uh, Lois and uh, Jimmy Olsen. uh, But mostly the the Supergirl stories were kind of the main feature. Um, So you know, does all this, has all these super pets, works multiple careers, um, in 1984, uh, 1985, um, Crisis on Infinite Earth happens, um, which has come up many times, is referenced in (laughs) the history of almost any DC character that existed before, 1985 because they all got just messed up right to heck by it um yep but yeah but crisis on infinite earth uh dc's big event where they were like we got too many different continuities we got all of these different alternate earths it's too confusing we need to squish them all down into just one earth um and as part of that they were like okay well while we're you know kind of rebooting our whole continuity, we can use this opportunity, um, to, you know, rework some characters' backstories or, like, introduce new versions of characters that we want to do instead. Um, and one of the things that came up during this was the fact that, uh, which, I mean, and this is, is fair, it's like, well, Superman's whole thing is being, uh, the, you know, the only survivor of this alien civilization, and that's had a major effect on him and, you know, how he views himself and his relationship to Earth and all that. The more <laughs> Kryptonian characters we introduce, um, the, like, less impact... That backstory has, Um, and Supergirl is kind of the most glaring example of this, Um, which is true from a narrative standpoint. Yeah, Um, and then then they were like, "So we're gonna kill her, and then delete her from existence." That's not great, which I don't love. Um. So, in Crisis on Infinite Earth, uh, Supergirl, uh, it's like, uh, Clark is, is gonna be killed by the Anti-Monitor, who's like the, the big kind of orchestrating villain behind all this. Um, and Kara sacrifices herself to give him time to get away. Uh, she destroys a bunch of the Anti-Monitor's machines, uh, and then she gives Clark a big uh, noble speech, and she dies in his arms, um, and it's it's you know a very very dramatic heroic death. It's probably uh, well, I think Barry's death in Crisis might be might be more iconic, but one of the more iconic deaths from this event, um, and also probably the most iconic image from it, which is the cover to this issue as the big like uh, the George Perez cover of, uh, you know, like, Clark holding, like, Kara's dead body and just, like, wailing in anguish. Um, very dramatic. Um. That's comics. That's comics, man. Um, but, uh, so, Kara dies, and then everyone's like, oh, Kara will never forget her brave sacrifice. Um, and then they do, because the point of this was to erase Kara from continuity. Um, so when, you know, they, they're re, they're rewriting everything in the, the post-crisis universe after they've gotten rid of all these, you know, extraneous other earths, um, and they're, uh, redoing uh, the Superman backstory in John Burns Man of Steel, it's like, Kara never existed. Uh, she's gone. She's kaput. Uh, she, she was, she was never here. Nobody knows who she is. Um, which, I mean, again, is not, an, uh, is not an uncommon thing in comic books. Um, it is, uh, interesting because It's one of the times that this actually does, like, um, leave sort of a lasting impact on a lot of people. Um, and this, one of, uh, one of my favorite, favorite stories, and I should have mentioned this when we were doing our Christmas special, because this is another thing I go back and read every Christmas. Um, but in a few years after Crisis, in the late 80s, um, DC publishes this, uh, like, a a Christmas special, like, they do now, where it's, like, a bunch of, like, short Christmas-themed stories, um, and one of them is, uh, about Dead Man, who we talked about in our Halloween special, um, and he's a man, he's a ghost, and he goes around possessing people and trying to do good, um, and he, like, he, it's Christmas, and he's, sad because he's you know alone and dead on Christmas and he's a ghost and he doesn't have you know anyone he can go to and he like briefly possesses this guy uh and then he feels really bad about it because he's like oh I don't want to take away this guy's Christmas um and then he's just kind of like you know sadly like floating through the streets and like you know yelling up to the god who cursed him to be a ghost like just why did you do me to this lonely existence Um, and then he, uh, runs into this young woman who, you know, inexplicably can, like, see him, uh, and seems to know a lot about him. And she's like, you know, well, what, what does it matter if people, like, know what you do? Like, is it about glory? Um, he's like, no, but I'm just sad that, (laughs) you know, nobody will ever know what I did or remember me and she's like yeah sometimes that happens and you know it sucks and sometimes you die and sometimes you get forgotten but that's not the point the point is that you know you do what's right even if nobody knows that you did it um and then he, you know they have this really nice like tender little moment and they're walking around the city and as she's leaving uh uh, Boston's like, wait, I. What's your name? And she's like, uh, it's Kara. But that doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> um, and that's sad. It's really sad. It makes me cry whenever I read it. Um, but like, it's nice and it's tender. And I'm like always very weak for uh, kind of like things that happen for kind of meta textual reasons, having like textual implications the same way that i'm emo about like uh titan's hunt being like oh all of the uh original fab five titans like you know got rebooted so they you know never knew each other except their connection is so strong it persists across all universes and they all know that something's missing in their lives um i'm weak i'm very weak for it um yeah yeah But so, uh, while, uh, while all this is going on and Kara is making, uh, sad guest appearances and Christmas specials, um, so that people can be (laughs) quietly, you know, mad that she's, uh, dead, there's a bunch of other, uh, sort of pseudo-Supergirls, um, a bunch of which get really really weird. Um including uh so one of them that's introduced I think in that in the Man of Steel mini series um is a uh shape-shifting protoplasmic life form um called the Matrix that an okay. alternate universe Lex Luthor created in a pocket dimension, um, who ends up on Earth and shapeshifts into Supergirl, uh, and then I think dates, like, regular Earth Lex Luthor, um, and there is, like, <laughs> there's actually, a a rather as hell convergent story about her, and I didn't know a lot about Matrix Supergirl, before this, but, uh, when DC did Convergence, whatever, like, five years ago, um, there was like, this just, like, really weird, goofy, like, cartoony, almost, like, Squirrel Girl-esque story about, like, Matrix Supergirl having a bunch of wacky adventures. Um, but, so, uh, there's briefly a Supergirl who's, you know uh a a an engineered protoplasmic shapeless being who just takes on the identity of supergirl um and then she uh saves the life of a young woman named Linda danvers um by uh fusing their essences together. And then the two of them merge into one person and collectively become Supergirl. This is in, like, the mid to late 90s, I think. Um, okay. And, yeah, yeah. And then, um, the weird thing is, like, I was, I'm very surprised by how much of this I didn't fully know. Like, I knew about the- this specific version of Supergirl and I'd seen her before, and I'd read her in a couple of things. I did not know that this was the deal with her at all. Um, (laughs) she also they, she also um, becomes and I don't know what this means and I didn't have any further context on it. I didn't want to get too into it when it was a Kara episode but she becomes the earthbound angel of fire. Um, which appears right. to mean she's a, a literal angel with fire powers. Um, I was just
1: exp- thinking of like a many-winged, many-eyed being a fire. Uh,
0: uh, she, she has, she has wings of flame and flame vision and just a bunch of other stuff that is not really related to the Krypton stuff, and seems to be kind of a god thing. Um,
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, so, you know, uh, lots lots of stuff. Lots of stuff going on. Um, So, there's, you know, for a good few years, uh, Kara is dead and erased from existence, and uh, there are a bunch of other... (laughs) not supergirl supergirls i mean they are supergirl not kara supergirls uh just running around um and then in 2004 uh when and this is part of the reason why kara is so important to me as i olivia was uh reading comic books for the first time um In Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee's Superman, Batman, World's Finest. Uh, so they, uh, DC editorial is like, okay, Kara's been gone for long enough. People still care about her and they're still interested in her. Uh, we should find a way to bring her back without all of this, like, extremely complicated stuff that's been going on. Um... And then, uh, Jeff Loeb is like, she could just be Superman's cousin again. (laughs) We could just do it again. (laughs) I know the first time we decided we didn't wanna, cause it, of what it did to Superman's backstory, but, like, it's been a really long time. We could just do it. Um, uh, but it's, uh, (laughs) this quote from Jeff Loeb is very good, where he's like, uh, so... The Superman editor and I were kicking around an Armageddon-type story where this giant asteroid from Krypton was making its way toward Earth, and somewhere out past Neptune, Superman was beginning to feel it. Um, We started laughing over the possibilities of there being quote-unquote something in the asteroid, or someone in the asteroid. (laughs) Neither of us daring to speak her name, but we both knew who we were talking about.
1: God, it's like a real, like, (laughs) you-know-who. She who must not be named. Um, You know who's gonna be in that asteroid? She who must not be named. (laughs) The fiery angel anchored to Earth.
0: (laughs) Our Lady Um. of Krypton. (laughs) But, uh, so, Kara... New Kara, post-Crisis Kara, uh, makes her, uh, entrance into the DCU, uh, in Superman Batman number eight, um, which, again, was, was, this was the first comic book series I was reading. <laughs> this was my introduction to comic books, um, and the introductory Kara storyline is that, uh Bruce finds her initially uh, when she crash lands um, and she just like, she's like panicked, she's naked which is terrible. Also her like, her costume for a while here is uh, not that good because it's just very there's a whole, there's so much space between her shirt and her skirt.
1: Um. It it looks like a uh, Halloween costume for an adult woman that is supposed to be a like cheerleader.
0: Yeah, it's like and like there's been some some supergirl costume designs have been cuter than others. And like the the Linda Danvers version did have a crop top, but like as as she's introduced in Superman Batman, it's like it's beyond crop top. Um, but what's, what's important here is that, uh, most of this storyline is about, um, what, well, one about, you know, Kara, you know, discovering Earth for the first time. Um, the story here, they take out the, the, you know, the city that survived Krypton thing, um, and they make it so, uh, I think- zor L intended to send Kara with Clark to Earth, and she was actually slightly older than him. Um, but her, uh, her pod that she was sent in got, like, uh, knocked off track, and it was in stasis for longer than it should have been, so she doesn't get there for a long time. Um, and she ages, but she's dog. Um... She ages, but she's like in stasis. I think so. She's sent there as like a young child, and when she shows up, she's like eighteen. Um,
1: awful. Yeah, disorienting. Terrible.
0: Very, very disorienting for sure. Um, and then the arc is about about Kara and also about like Bruce consistently being like, uh, this is weird." She just showed up here. Uh, We don't know how strong she is. We don't know what her deal is. We don't know if she's lying. We don't know if anybody else is after her. I don't think we should trust her. And Clark being like, hey, my planet died. And this is the first time I've met someone from there in my whole life. Can you chill for a second while I party with my cousin? And Bruce Um, says,
1: no, absolutely not.
0: I am Bruce Wayne. This is my job. I have never chilled once in my life. How dare you, sir? Um, and, uh, it turns out that, like, uh, like, Side is trying to, like, like, capture her and, like, manipulate her to the side of evil, and then he does, like, for a little bit, he, like, uh, brainwashes her, and then she puts on, like, an even more revealing evil outfit- And she's like, oh, I work for Darkseid now. And he's like, yeah, I can never brainwash Superman, but now I have an even more powerful Kryptonian. Um, And then Bruce and Clark and Diana all go to Apocalypse to rescue her. um, And they do. And she's fine. (laughs) Um, And then she's like, well, here I am on Earth. Guess I'm going to be Supergirl.
1: Well, no other choice.
0: I mean, I've got this it's, it's really all laid out in front of me, uh, at this point, <laughs> um, but, uh, so she, uh, she just, you know, she does Supergirl things, she teams up with Superman, she is on the Teen Titans, I think, for a bit, um, she hangs out with Nightwing occasionally, they have, they're cute friends, it's very good. Um, uh, New 52 happens. There's an she has a different backstory. It's, uh, silly. Um, and then, uh, currently in Rebirth, they are, uh, drawing a lot from the TV series on the CW, because she also gets a TV series. Um, which is good, because there was, like, a Supergirl movie, like, in, like, the 80s that was not very well received. Um, and the TV show, from what I've seen, is kind of, you know, fun. Um, I
1: have heard good things about the TV
0: show. I I haven't seen it, but... Um, so, uh, her Rebirth comic, which is written by Steve Orlando, at least for a bit, um, takes a lot of kind of, uh, aesthetic and plot elements from the TV show, because it's been a major success, and it also features, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's a one-issue storyline, so it's not like, you know, that much of a, you know, triumph for equal rights, but it features, uh, DC's first non-binary character, um, in the form of a, uh, uh, a young, uh, teen who, uh, Kara helps out and, you know, talks through some, some stuff that they're going through, uh, and then they're just sort of friends, and it's really, really sweet and wholesome. Um, it's issue either 19 or 20 of the current Supergirl. It's honestly, it's worth just, like, reading that issue just because it's, like, It's very nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, and I think it's, uh, one of the, one of the things that I really like about Kara, um, is all of it. Um, but I like having that, uh, the Superman dilemma of, you know, uh, having a tremendous amount of power, um, and trying to, you know, do good things with it and not be corrupted by it and not, you know, ending up getting, like, taken advantage of because of it. Um, but experiencing all this, uh, from someone who is much newer to Earth than Superman is and, like, much newer to her powers because like there are you know obviously there are stories about like young superman on the farm like discovering his powers for the first time but most superman stories are about clark as an adult having done this for most of his life um
1: like there's good parts to both of it like if You don't enjoy seeing someone work through problems? Yeah.
0: I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I hate problems. I don't want any fictional characters to have any problems. I Um,
1: just want to read comics where a dude goes to work and then flies off to save the world and does it, no issue, and then goes back to work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then he has a normal day at work. Um, yeah, and
1: nobody questions where he was, and he just, she's like, "Yeah, I was in the bathroom. I had a rough night."
0: <laughs> Don't worry about it.
1: Um, Don't wor- you want to know about it? I'll tell you about it. They're like, "No, no, never mind." God, <laughs> Jesus, why?
0: <laughs> um, but uh, but Kara is still like you know very much trying to figure out the world and her place in it, and you know, the limits of what she can do, um, and also being, you know, still people looking up to her as this, like, ultimate emblem of, you know, goodness and hope and, you know, truth and justice in the American way, um, and still, like, uh, like, some of the post-crisis Kara stuff gets a lot, li- like, there's this I think it's maybe the first storyline of her, uh, her solo series after she's introduced in Superman, Batman, um, is, like, Lex uses black kryptonite to split her into, like, you know, uh, like, a good Supergirl and evil Supergirl, um, and it's like, oh, oh, you know, which one's the real me? Oh, am I really, like, evil deep down in my core um
1: no it just means everybody's a mix of everything Kara it's it's, fine yeah
0: you're fine it's fine um read an ethics book and it's it's also it also is like a little bit silly to I mean not silly because like you know obviously like Kara is capable of feeling like negative emotions and doing like bad things but like No, Olivia,
1: Kryptonians, perfect mental health.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No Kryptonian has ever felt anything except neurotypical at all times. (laughs) Um, But she is, uh, in, you know, in true, you know, Kryptonian fashion, uh, somebody who consistently believes the best of people... And, you know, tries to bring people hope in both small scale and large scale ways. And generally strives for a better world. And is like also largely kind of a, a fun, upbeat, like optimistic person. Um which which are which are the, the, the Kara stories I like the most. Um are the ones where she's just being good and having fun. Um, strong recommendation if you're looking for Kara uh, content, content with a K. Um, one is that uh, that initial Superman-Batman arc. Um, there's a lot of things about it that don't hold up, but it's, like, <laughs> it's very formative to me personally. Um, it did also get adapted into one of DC's, like, Direct-to-video animated movies, which I think is called Superman Batman Apocalypse, because they can't mention that like it's about it's just Supergirl, the whole thing is about Supergirl. Um But Big Bard is also. I mean, in if it.
1: Superman and Batman are there, legally they can call it.
0: That. I mean they can legally for sure. Um but uh I don't know what the actual like the official title of the arc is it might just it might be the supergirl from krypton which is the title of her like initial appearance in the 50s um but it's it's the second arc of Jeff Loeb Superman Batman you can find it um also uh supergirl being super is a miniseries uh that came out last year or the year before I think um like, a a standalone kind of retelling of, uh, Kara's origin story, um, written by, uh, Mariko Tamaki and drawn by Joel Jones, um, both people whose work I love, 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 um, and it's, uh, a very heartfelt kind of like, clearly YA-influenced, like, coming-of-age story, um, with, you know, obviously with a lot of comic book nonsense mixed up in there, um, but, uh, it's, it's, it's very good, and I think a very good kind of, uh, just, that kind of, a, a story that kind of gets to the heart of who the character is. Wow, I love her so much. Wow! Wow! Wow. Um. Did I you should have... read some Supergirl content. You should read some Supergirl content. She's so, so great. Um, you should read... <laughs> you should read that Superman-Batman storyline so you can know why I'm like this.
1: I gotta read that formative Olivia core.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Hachimachi. It just really... it this, Um, I found at one point, um... I was in a comic shop in Salem, um, and I found, like, a uh, like an 11 by 17 print of one of Michael Turner's covers that he did, uh, for that arc, and I was with, you know, Kara on it. I was, like, man, I, you know, I don't love the way that Michael Turner, uh, over-sexualizes women. Um, and I don't like this, uh, costume design for Kara, but who boy, do I love my girl. (laughs) Um, and I bought it. (laughs) And I still have it to this day. Um. Of course. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes it'd be like that. Um, did you have anything to add or any comics you wanted to talk about?
1: I don't have anything about Kara that I want to add, because I don't know a lot about her. I'm glad I learned some stuff.
0: Yeah, educational. Yeah.
1: Um, I have not read any comics, because I've been con-crunching for PodCon, which, uh, if any of y'all are gonna be at PodCon, hit me up. Is I have ask- business cards. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: Is that? I mean, to be fair, if they're listening to this now, they probably don't need the business cards. No, but they look cool. Yeah. And you can have one if you want. I've seen the pictures of them. They look very cool. Is PodCon next weekend?
1: PodCon is the 19th and 20th, I'm pretty sure. Oh
0: boy. Coming up. Yeah.
1: Coming down yep. the pike. Yep, it's coming up and I still have so much work to do.
0: It's fine. I believe in you. You can do it.
1: But I did yes. want to mention uh, yes. some comics news that yes. was announced.
0: Yes. yes, 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 yes.
1: So if if you've listened to uh pretty much any any amount of us anywhere, you will know that we are fans of uh, the McElroy family of products.
0: (laughs) As is, like, almost anybody doing a podcast in 2019, I feel like. Yeah,
1: but, uh, worlds collide, cause, um, (gasps) the McElroys (laughs) will be writing, or have written our writing currently, War of the Realms Journey into Mystery and it's like a five yeah right it's a five issue mini series and it i think the first one comes out in april yes and like it's got kate bishop it's got miles morales they're taking care of a baby (laughs) (laughs) it's very much like aimed at us and i don't know how the universe has done this to
0: us it's wild to me that this is just a thing that's happening. Um, Kate, Miles, Baby, McElroy's, I am going to hear McElroy dialogue coming out of Kate Bishop's mouth! (laughs) I just, I can't
1: believe it. I can't believe it. And I'm so excited, and I'm gonna buy them as single issues, even though y'all know, y'all know I do trade paperbacks.
0: (gasps) I'm gonna buy them as single issues and then if they put them in a trade, I'm probably going to buy that too.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Like, it's luckily it's a five-issue miniseries. I can handle five single issues. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, might even
1: might even go into my comic book store and I'm like, look, I will subscribe to this. <laughs> I'm not going to just come in and buy it every once in a while. I am going to subscribe to this miniseries.
0: I have committed.
1: <laughs> I mean, the guy at the comic book shop, does. they're supposed to ask for your ID when you pay with a credit card. He doesn't mm-hmm. even ask for my ID anymore. <laughs> I just, today, I like pulled it out and he's like, you're still you. And I'm like, that is true. That's uh, That's a fact, my guy. I take it I can put my ID away.
0: <laughs> anyway, did
1: you read comics?
0: Um, I did read some comics. One comic I wanted to talk about is uh, Marvel has relaunched Champions. Ooh. Um, yes. Uh, Champions, uh, Marvel's, uh, teen hero, one of... One of many possible Teen Hero series. Um featuring uh Kamala Khan, uh Amadeus Cho as the to- he's not the totally awesome Hulk. He has like a new code name now, but whatever, I love him. Um Viv Vision, uh Riri Williams, as Ironheart, uh Miles, Nadia Van Dyne's up in the mix, uh the uh the Teen Falcon, uh Joaquin Torres, uh, he's up in it, um, holy shit, yeah, the, uh, uh, teen power boy whose name I'm forgetting right now, um, there's a bunch, it's, like, the first issue sets up, like, Kamala is the leader of, like, the main team, and then they have a bunch of other kind of offshoot teams, like the Avengers do, um, so I don't know how much spotlight, all of these people are going to get over the course of the series. Um, Issue one also has um, Viv and Riri talking about how they apparently kissed, which rules.
1: Holy shit.
0: Um, Yeah, so uh, it's very good. I'm very excited to read more of it. I love literally everyone in this bar and uh, I spent... $13 to get the Michael Cho variant cover, um, because I'm a mess, and also, uh, I love Michael Cho's art, and it's a very good cover. I'm gonna take a picture of it so I can send it to you later.
1: Um. Okay, I'm just- I'm just staring into the middle distance thinking about this lineup.
0: Right? It's so, so, so choice. It's Um, so
1: good.
0: So, um, it's, uh- It's a great, it's a great time for teens. Young Justice, the, uh, Bendis Young Justice, I think, starts up this coming Wednesday. Um, so it's just gonna be Teen City up in here.
1: Teen City.
0: (laughs) Teen City. Um, so, but, yes, check it out. Check out some teens. Um, and if you like, uh, reading comic books about teens continue to follow our content, because that's what we do. Um, (laughs) if you, uh, you can, uh, follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, uh, all of those are under Capes and Japes. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can join our Discord server, which will definitely be popping off uh once that uh McElroy comic drops. Um I mean it's popping off all the time already, but if you wanna have people you can talk to <laughs> about the McElroy's writing journey into mystery, um, we will welcome you with open arms. Uh and uh we have a Patreon. Um so if you wanna support us monetarily, um You can join at whatever level is good to you. We got, uh, you can join us for movie nights. You can get bonus episodes. You can vote on what topics we cover. Uh, any of those. Just, uh, is it just patreon.com slash capesandjapes? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. If you just, just look, just search for it. It's. It won't be, it won't be that hard. Um... If you can't do that, but you still wanna give us your love and support. If you wanna leave us a rating and review, that rules. If you've done that already, you rule so much. If you wanna tell a friend to check us out, that rules too. Um and uh if you're just just keep on listening. Keep on listening, keep on joining us, uh keep on keeping on. You do you. Shine on, you crazy diamond. Um <laughs> Alright. Thanks for coming with us on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia.
1: And I have been Elyon, and as always, kiss me sexy Batman.
0: Kiss me sexy Batman. Can I just party with my
1: cousin? <laughs>